It's the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood and fellas. Um, I guess we were, we were just talking right before we jumped on. Uh, RDT's dad uh, was very concerned about Banks's negativity coming off of um, Sunday night's game. Uh, Banks, would you still say you're at that same? First of all, uh, fantastic concern from your from your um, your father, RDT. That it's lovely how much he cares about the people on the show. That's that's we love to hear that. He, he tells me he only he goes to Barstool and he only only reads my and, and Banks's blogs. And that's, that's I love that. I love the loyalty. Just scrolls fast. He's like that might be interesting, but my son and Banks did not read that. If he could take page views away from everybody else, he could. He would. He would. But it's just not something he <laughs> yeah. could do. Oh, 100. 100- Hundred percent, hundred percent. He supports the real ones, though. Uh, Banks, are you any more or less frustrated than you were Sunday night? Not really. It's so, it's it's yeah. Sunday night's frustrating, but it's just a buildup of mo- like weeks and weeks and weeks. You could call it months of just uh, blase football. Just just this wasn't. I, I've had mul- on multiple occasions the last couple of days. I've just had a moment where I'm like. Where was the peak of this season? And I just keep coming back to halftime of week two. Halftime of week two, this team peaked. And then it all fell apart. Yeah. That's a Dolphins game. It's just depressing. Um, you know, when you just have a mediocre team the way we have right now, you, you try to just enjoy the moments when you get them. And we just had such a great opportunity to like win one of those things that um just you could hang your hat on and Two years in a row, we've had the opportunity to hang our hat on finally breaking that stupid Tomlin non-losing record streak and keep them out of the playoffs two consecutive years at home, and we just haven't been able to do it. This year, it hurts more just because like we have a little more gas in the tank than we did last year. And last year was week 18, but um, it's just demoralizing. It's demoralizing. I, I mean, I'm exhausted just just – stressing out about this team in every game that we play. Yeah. Someone texted me about the incident analysis and was like, you really tried to do, it was sounding like you were trying so hard not to be frustrated, but it also came off that you were totally frustrated. And that's how it's like, that's how this Ravens team has become because you were trying not to be frustrated because there is seemingly this potential hope that they can write the ship, but also this foreboding idea that like, the ship is never being righted. Like the ship is sort of slowly sinking into the abyss. And that's, it's like, it's like a, it's like a team that's stuck. It's like, a, it's like an NBA team that's stuck at like the eight seed where you're like, can we just either bottom out and get the number one? Yeah. And you have to, well, they're better than the Wizards, but like get, get the, everything's better than the Wizards, but like bottom out and get the number one pick or like just actually ascend the way we want to. This Ravens team, just specifically this year, last year you had all the injuries, and and it was just inspiring that they stayed in it, and blah 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 blah. This one has had some injuries, and in, including the most important guy on the team, but has kept a lot of guys healthy at times as well, and has been in a lot of games. And yeah, it's just a stress. It's just, it's just a stressful team to talk about. Um, there hasn't been a ton since Sunday in terms of Ravens conjecture. Um, there was some Gus Edwards talk. Obviously, the the NFL has been totally taken over by the really tragic and and sad situation involving DeMar Hamlin during Monday night football, which, you know, many people have done an amazing job sort of summing up the emotions there, um, including Maryland's own Scott Van Pelt. That was an amazing broadcasting job. This guy's last night, a really difficult situation. Um, 
But when it, you know, when you talk about it from a Ravens perspective, and it's way bigger than this, but this is the team we're talking about, you know, the Ravens are set up for this, you know, winner take all. We're potentially setting up for a winner take all game against Cincinnati until they lost. Now the result of the Cincinnati game impacts the Ravens sort of playoff situation. They now don't know when they're going to play Sunday or really what Cincinnati's situation is. Is Cincinnati going to have to play this game at some point? Are they going to go to winning percentage and just not have the game count? And then everything is on winning percentage, which means, you know, I, I haven't gone through the scenario there. there there's It's an unprecedented situation, obviously. So, you know, it's 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 almost hard to even break down Ravens bangles like we would normally because the Bengals are coming off, you know, one of the all time, like, you know, what do you, you know, it's, it's, it's a Bills player, but all those Bengals players were on the field and it was like very hard to watch that situation. So, you know, you know, when is that game getting played? What is the state of their, that team? You know, what is the state of the playoff race? It's all very up in the air as we record here on Tuesday night. Um, so that makes it almost weird to break down the Ravens Bengals because, there's a lot going into what Ravens Bengals is going to look like at the moment. That's just not decided. We don't know what level of preparation the Ravens kind of need to prepare for. It's, you know, we don't know if they're getting into an AFC North championship game or if they're getting into a more or less meaningless week 18 game. I mean, it's just an ocean between the two in terms of their impact. So you, you have a star quarterback that with tons of injury mystery behind it. And if he were to be on the fringe of being ready to play, which I don't really see any indication that he is, or, you know, that that's a, a book there seemed to be yeah. this whole saga. Yeah. But yeah. point being is that if, if he were to be on the fringe of being ready to play, I think a deciding factor would be whether this is a division deciding game or not. And we're left in the limbo of not knowing that. So um, what are the, what do the Ravens do to prepare? I mean, what, I, they're kind of in a position where I think they have to do what they can to just put the best team out there. Um, but it would be awfully silly if, if Lamar went out there and were to get hurt and they were to lose the game. And then, you know, we move on to the playoffs and have him out indefinitely out for the season, you know, whatever. So it's, this is an unenviable situation on so many fronts. Um, and ours is far from the most unenviable, but it's, um, you know, it's, it's impacting a lot of different things just logistically. So it's a weird time. It's just weird times. Yeah. And, and again, it's, it's, it's strange because it's, we've never seen something like this before. Um, it's not weather, it's not, you know, something like that where it's like, oh, well, we'll just move this and do that. It's like, no, it's, I mean, they, you know. People, people, and you know, probably a good portion of the Bengals, and and obviously all the Bills don't really don't give a shit if or when that game gets played. You know, I think they're kind of just concerned about a friend and a teammate, and you know, I mean, like T. Higgins, they said was about as as broken up as you could be last night. You know, because he's the guy that that you know puts a shoulder in a Hamlin. Um, so like, there is things to talk about, but it's like. It's weird because again, there's a guy fighting. There's a twenty what three year old kid fighting for his life. Yeah, twenty four, like, I think. Yeah, yeah, twenty, twenty three, twenty four. But a very who young seems, person. Fighting who seems like, like by all accounts to be like a wonderful dude. Like yeah. you know, helps his hometown. Everyone at Pitt says you know, stand up guy. Did everything right. Blah 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 blah. 
Um, not that it would it would be that way, but then when you hear when you hear about that, someone that does that, it makes it even worse. No one should ever go through this this young. Yeah, it, it's it's weird, you know. Normally, the I, I feel like going into this, you know, not that we're on this level, but you like watch all of like the the take shows today, and that's kind of what we do. You come on and you give our opinions about the game and whatever. And there was just no coverage about anything that was going to happen mm-hmm. this weekend, which rightfully so. And I think it's because it just feels impossible to talk about the like, as you said, the impact of a game when you have these guys that were on the field and guys throughout the league that it's like, well, what does these games matter if you have one of their own? And they're all, you know, bonded by the idea that they're all NFL football players fighting for his life. It was I mean, that was tragic to watch last night. Um, and I when you know the it was the whole you know we had the whatever hour where the nfl hadn't canceled it yet or whatever and you know what you know, the nfl whatever that shot they showed from the like spider cam of like the aerial shot of all of the bills players huddled around each other in the in like down in prayer like on their knee as the ambulance drives off the field that should have just canceled the game like mm-hmm. that's all you should have needed to see. It was like stunning how long. Like I just watched that and I was like, "This is just over. Like this game's not happening." Like after that happens, they should they just should have been sent off the field at that point. Like it was, it's just, it was, it was, it was hard. It was hard. So well, and again, again, it's like you knew. I mean, again, as I'm watching it, as soon as they said he's getting CPR on the field, it's like th- this game is done. They're not going to play this game. They can't play this game again. They're yeah. Like. And and I forget who it was. It may have been Lisa Salters, where it's like <clears throat> the players were were grouped so tightly around him on the field, and they were like, you know, you couldn't see anything. And she's like, we couldn't see anything. They could see everything. And it's like, again, yeah. you don't, you you can't go back out on the field after that. Again, like a guy that you're lining up next to is getting CPR. He's not getting an air cast put on him. He's not getting, you know, his head mobilized and they're taking well, yeah, the face as, mask off. As Booger, as Booger, Booger was like, you know, teammates of guys are prepared to watch them break bones, even if that's, you know, mm-hmm. as immobilizing as a neck. Like, that's what everyone's, you know, everyone's mentally prepared for that. You're not mentally prepared to watch a guy go down like that. And immediately all those guys knew on the field, like what was going on. Um, yeah. It was similar to Christian Eriksen at the Euros for Denmark. They ended up playing the end of that game, which now in retrospect, after watching last night, I don't even re- I don't remember all the details about that. That's shocking. That even occurred. I can't believe those guys. That was like an hour and a half after it happened. Those guys like ran back on the field and played. I think the last like 15 minutes. I'm like kind of stunned after watching last night that that happened. And I don't know if that was the players deciding to play. I just can't remember. Um, but just it's just the it is like the, you know, you work here in college athletics. It is like the nightmare scenario at any sporting event that something like, obviously that something like that happens and that it happens to someone that people are so close to and things like that. So um, I don't even, to be honest, and we, we didn't really like run down how we're going to break that. I don't even know what to say about Ravens Bengals because you know, mm-hmm. the rate, if you want to hear our thoughts about the Ravens, they're all in the instant analysis. There's not really much more to say about the Ravens. Like, if Lamar Jackson doesn't play Sunday, this is the same freaking thing. The defense has to play unbelievable. They've got to figure out a way to get Tyler Huntley in a position to score. They've got to run the ball well and hopefully not get outscored by the Bengals. I don't even really know what you say about the game. Like, I don't, I just, there's not much to say. I think it's, you can sum it up pretty quickly. If Lamar Jackson doesn't play this game and the Bengals put out their guys, the, the Ravens aren't going to win. 
They have to score yeah. two defensive touchdowns or a special teams touchdown yeah, or something. Special teams. Just yeah. some crazy shit has to happen. That's just where we're yeah. at. Yeah, we're this is not a situation anymore, I think, where we can consider the Ravens on the Bengals level. The Bengals are better. They're very good offensively. The Ravens are very bad offensively. They can't score. And yeah, I think you're right. Like if it's if it, if this is mano a mano, your best versus star best, you know, barring something crazy, I think that the Bengals should be able to take care of the Ravens. Maybe not fairly easily because I think the Ravens defense will put up a, a good fight and, you know, get the ball back to its offense. I just don't see a ton of hope for this Ravens offense. There's no sign of it. There's just no sign of any great progress unless you get eight back. And even if you get eight back, I don't know what he's going to look like on Sunday. And as you said, Banks, maybe that's the, the direction to take the conversation in. It just feels like with every passing day that there's no positive news about Lamar Jackson's timeline just becomes less and less possible that he's coming back. Like at a certain point, what what give us the timeline? I mean, the Ravens could use some good publicity. Lamar could use some good publicity. No timeline indicates to me that like like week to week was already a very general timeline. They've never given a like three to four, six to eight, the typical things that you hear. No, I don't know. There's only reporters speculating that put that out there. And then once one to three came and went, people were like Oh, so that must mean it was a grade two PCL strain. I just like, I just think there's so much more at play. It's contract related. It's, you know, protect your money, whatever. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it's did, not encouraging. I don't know. Did you guys, did you see the Rich Eisen quotes or the video today from him? I saw something about that. So here I have it in front of me. Okay. Says Rich Eisen, I don't. He goes, I don't know what's going on because when I spoke with Raven, the Ravens in Week 15, Ravens players in Week 15, they were saying we're going to get Lamar back next week, and that was before the Saturday night um, Cleveland. Yeah, because he called the game. Yep. Yep. And he goes, um, he said he could have played now, but he doesn't want to play with a brace. Which again, I've never heard that. Rich said that, and I was like, I, right. I wonder if that's, that's <clears throat> you know, I, I didn't know if that was known before or whatever. Again, you know, player, you know, if that's his preference um and then he goes he doesn't want to do this or that until he's 100 percent. which again it's like maybe again in a contract year maybe that's true and and that's that's really what's going on but you know like we talked about i think last week or no we talked about it in the instant analysis with michaels talking about the costa and the situation and stuff like that now it seems like this is kind of picking up steam where it's like people are kind of realizing like oh yeah lamar's not back yet like like wasn't it wasn't that supposed to be one to three you know two to four like what's going on so yeah again like you've got people talking about it now and, and you know, the talking heads are just going on and on. So, and I I'm still, even if he comes back, I mean, say he practices Wednesday and then Thursday, you know, it, that's not enough time to just, you don't flip it. You don't just flip that switch and you're going again, especially in a division game with this stuff, you know, going on against the Bengals, like in that hostile crowd, like that's not, you, we've seen Lamar be electric like that, but it's been some time. And I, you know, I don't, what's, why are we going to believe that he can just turn it on and be like, oh, yeah, everything's going to be fine. So even if he does play, I mean, it's it's not going to be the same Lamar that we're used to. It's 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 going to be a rusty Lamar. Yeah, and if he's he hasn't, you know, run through the whole gamut of practice and working on timing on routes and throws and all those types of things, you got to think that that diminished playbook involves a ton of running. Well, that's exactly what we don't want him doing on a bum knee mm-hmm. when there's you know, playoffs in front of us. A um, good defense on the other a side. game that could mean something, could not mean something. We don't know yet. And that's kind of the big mystery at hand. 
Yeah, I think that we are, and I sort of, yeah, we sort of talked about it on Sunday. I think more and more we're moving to a scenario where I think it's very possible they deal this guy. Not that we have oh, to have that yeah. discussion now, but I, I think that that's like, I think that everyone should just be ready for that. I just, this continues and we're, like I said, this is speculation. I hate speculation. Like I, I, I there's just no positive, t- there's no positive Ravens, Lamar Jackson tea leaves right now. Just none. Like, I know they came out with the, like, there was the leak about him not going to treatment. And then they came out with the, you know, he's on time every time, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it feels like almost both sides are trying to save each other. So his value stays high on the contract and his value stays high for the Ravens. Because so it's just like, this just doesn't seem like it. And maybe I could be totally wrong. Maybe. And I would love to be proven wrong because I love Lamar Jackson. I think the Ravens do a great job. So I hope that it continues on. It just, you would think with all of the speculation, either Lamar or Harbaugh would come out with a definitive, like, stop this. He's hurt. He's, you know, this isn't a contract situation. He just can't play yet. We respect Lamar, but none of that's happening. It's all this like general, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's like, they're all trying to beat around the bush on like, what's really the problem. That's once again, from someone on the outside, who's absolutely no information other than just a sense, a little bit of a, of like a, of a shit test on like, you know, what people are saying. That's bizarre. Same thing that I'm thinking in terms of speculation. It just feels like both sides are just kind of beating around the bush, hoping that the one will give in to the other, whether it's the Ravens finally giving Lamar the guaranteed contract without any risk involved. And the Ravens kind of hoping, hoping not to, you know, hoping to self-preserve the guy they want to be their quarterback, whether it be this week or for the long term. Um, so they're just trying to do their best for, you know, mutual self-preservation to just hope that he decides, Hey, I, I'm ready to play. And I want to play this week. I I just think it's a staring contest. I can't wait for the podcast we do in like three weeks. That's the top five trade destinations for Lamar. That's going to be really fun. It's going to be a great Ooh, podcast. We can do that. That that Put looks graphics. That looks from Brian. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, that's coming. That stuff's coming. That article is coming from somebody. Rebeck Jets, is fucking typing Raiders. it up right now. I hell bring him to Tennessee. I take him. Tennessee. You know oh my, my affinity. God, a read option. A read option with him and Henry. Oh. You know Jeez, my you know my affinity for the um this is this is how things fell apart. Oh yeah, yeah. The locker room yeah. what happened three months after. Yep. Yeah. This, yeah. I I'm not gonna we're trending this. to that too. We're trending to that one too. You'll, you'll you also stated you were the July weekend. You're doing a good job back, sort of. Well, I guess you did kind of talk about it, but beating around, you said you were not going to talk about Lamar's contract. You kind of I, talked I've about it there a little that. bit. And I, yeah. I broke that a couple of days ago, and I think the name on Twitter has to change here soon. Yeah. yeah. I, I got a DM from a listener who was like, listen, you guys do a great job. And they were like, are we ever going to get into the Lamar contract stuff? There's and just, I, I just, like, I, I, I guess theoretically we get into it every week, but what's, like we just had a roundabout conversation about it because there's no information other than reading tea leaves of like general comments and like, and the stuff that got said last week, like the stuff that got said on whatever the freaking big bad morning show or whatever that was. I don't, what show was it? What show had this? Yeah, was that them? Show. Like big they did their thing. Show. They had their thing come out, which was a bizarre two minute clip. And then, you know, the statement from whoever was like, you know, no, he's fine. He come, he shows up, blah, 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 blah. It's like, that's kind of all we've gotten. I mean, the story's probably out there. I'm sure it is, but 
you know, we don't have it. So I just don't know what to say. I don't know what to say about it every week. But I think, mm-hmm. and it's more of a discussion in two weeks when you look back at the season two from how we try to do this. But, you know, there's not even like a lot of like, Lamar talk like on Ravens channels either. Like you look at like websites, social, like there's not, I mean, and he's not playing, but you know, I feel like he was on the, I mean, maybe I missed it. So apologies if I missed it. I didn't see like uh Oh, Lamar, like cheering on his team on the sideline stuff this week. Like maybe it was on there. And I just missed it on Ra- on the Ravens channels, but you know, well, I, I know a I lot of people if- were, were upset at the Christmas graphic that they put out. I don't know if you guys saw that. I didn't see that. that. They put Why the Ravens upset? Out like a, it was like a the Raven like it was a cartoon of like a bunch of the Ravens. Oh, like I saw that. It was a cool graphic. Or a sleigh, and there was no Lamar, and people are like, "What does it mean? Why didn't you put Lamar?" Or like you know, and again, it's like it probably means nothing. Probably but means, people it means were nothing. digging in. No, it means but people nothing. were, you know, they were putting yeah. on their their. Detective and the worst part is, I'm sure, and obviously we 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 love the work that they do, Cassie and those and all of them do a fantastic job. Like. I think probably knew too when they're putting out, they're like, damn it. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, now this is all people are going to take out of this, even though this graphic is great. It was a great graphic. Now it was a great graphic. I was like, oh, this is a cool way to do a Christmas graphic. It's cool. Um, You've never put yeah, up a tough situation like that. that you're and it's like, also a tough oh, situation because you're going to drag this. It's a tough situation too, because like, and I, because I said the thing before, so I'll say this, like, what do they do with Lamar? Like you, they want to feature him. I'm sure a ton because it's like, does, you know, engage it's a tough spot for everyone that's it's a weird spot for everyone in the organization i think about like even marketing like you build so much marketing i'm sure around lamar going into the year but now how much do you feature him on can't feature him on billboards now theoretically if you're doing like digital like what do you it's interesting it's interesting it's an interesting situation um and thankfully they have someone you know you have your marlins and and your your clays campbells and some other and jk and some other guys to feature but um i mean your quarterback's your quarterback so that's our lamar jackson talk which is just Around the bat way. I can't wait till the Lamar Jackson situation is finalized either way with the contract. It's so it's just not a fun thing to talk about at all. Um, but we move. So uh I guess predictions, Ravens, Bengals. We don't know when this game's gonna be played. <laughs> we don't know the stakes, we don't know um the announcers, uh, we don't know anything about this game except for that it's in Cincinnati and it will be between the Ravens and the Bengals. Thanks. I guess we'll throw a prediction out. Caveat with all of those things is a caveat. Bengals 31, Raven 17. RDT. 31, 13, Bengals. Um, 28, 10, Bengals. Won't be fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, RDT, do you want to do uh five minutes on all the big Orioles news that's happened? It's a lot of big news. Nope, <laughs> and that's the that was talking Orioles for the week. Uh, let's move on to the starting five draft presented by no, no, presented by Fed Thrill. That's it, that's all we're doing. There's nothing to say. That's exactly what I wanted you to do. That's <laughs> we read each other exactly perfectly there. I was not expecting you to do any more. Uh, let's do the starting five draft presented by Fed Thrills. Banks is walking around right now in his, uh, his little window. Don't worry about yep, it. Yep, he's, he's taking he's walking around. Uh, Don't worry so about it. I thought fun. we were doing five minutes on the Orioles. So, no, you get I'll, I'll do a long intro here to the starting five draft so you can walk around. Okay. Um, starting five draft presented by Fed Thrill. Um, weather starting to get a little warmer was very cold a couple of weeks ago. It was like in the 60s today, I think. So, 
Sun's starting to come back out. Weather's starting to get better. Holiday season's over, but why not get a gift for yourself? You can get 20% off Fed Thrill Sunglasses. Use the promo code EXIT52. RDT, any good Christmas presents? Um, bu- 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 yeah, I got nice. I got I got some sweatshirts. Always can okay. use some sweatshirts. Um, what else did I get? I got like a nice Orioles Hall of Fame. It's like a big, I don't know. It's maybe like three feet by three feet, like a cool framed thing that my dad got me. Oh, um, very nice. Yeah, God, your dad's killing it. Yeah, he he did a good job with it. We'll say that he nice. he showed it to me two months. He showed it to me two months ago. He goes, I, I bought this at a silent auction today at a golf tournament. <laughs> he goes, you're getting it for Christmas. <laughs> like, All right, thanks. <laughs> so that's funny. Yeah. Killing, killing um, that's very very funny. Uh, I got a Theragun, <laughs> which I'm very excited about. Um. Uh, yeah. That was the um, uh, that was the company gift that I got at work. Oh, very nice. That I was a bowl gift. That was a bowl gift. Um, I believe at the Mayo Bowl for the players. I think the Theragun was the bowl gift. Besides the shopping spree they did. Um, but don't quote me on that because that could be wrong. Sorry to my friends at Duke's Mayo if that's wrong. Um, but I think I saw that on, on somebody's Instagram. Um, anything interesting for you, Banks, that you got for Christmas? Uh, not really. Um, thank God we beat the Falcons. Um, no, yeah, that was great. I didn't get joy to the world. Yeah, that was, was bad. I was going to bring that up later, but that was bad. Yeah. I mean, we thought we, we didn't get a chance to do an episode last week. So that topic kind of got glazed over, but, um, the girlfriend grew up Lutheran. So I've been doing some Lutheran, uh, church things here and there on these holidays. And, uh, sure. Sometimes you got to play road game and you got to play in a new environment. And um, sometimes they throw some curveballs at you that you're just not ready for. Sometimes you take some L's. I felt, I think we took an L I on felt that for one. You. I think you absolutely took an L on that one. That's, that's tough. It was not even a mass. Um, it was just basically a concert with some readings mixed in, not even a liturgy of the, of the, uh, of the Eucharist or I'm blanking on what the, is that what it's called? You didn't have a communion. No, no. There was no communion taken. There was no communion, and there was. Um, what was this? What, what was this? What was this? What are the Lutherans the doing? Were recognizable. It was "O Come All Ye Faithful" and one other recognizable sure. one. I can't remember which one. And then "O Come on Ye Faith." "O Come All Ye Faithful." Bangs. It's a good song. There were like no other recognizable tunes. Joyful and triumphant. Yeah. I'm sure the listeners will love that. Feel the Christmas um, vibe. Yeah, yeah, very much a Veeb. Very much a Veeb. Um, we love, we, yeah, we didn't do an episode last night, which I said this on Sunday, but if you didn't listen to the Sunday, sorry about that. We had some scheduling snafus. I was in Charlotte. Everyone was, uh, Banks was in Wisconsin. Everyone was kind of moving around. So we, we may have to, it stinks because it's not the right week to take off because you have the upcoming game. So you need to like do a podcast, but that week continues to be hard for us because I'm like going to bowl games and everyone's like moving and traveling. So, um, but let's get into the starting five draft here, inspired by the um, the said Duke's Mayo Bowl. Uh, we are doing sauces, sauces slash condiments is how I did this. Um, that is the starting five draft, sauces. which I'm actually sauces, 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 sauces. Um, I'm actually shocked we haven't done this. It's surprising yeah. that in our we have done some stupid topics that we thought of like five minutes before the show. And this is one that I'm shy. Also considering a lot of our 
our own affinity for condiments. So, all right, so, sauces, 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 sauces. So, um, RDT, you have the first pick. Uh, I have the second pick, and sauces. Banks, you have the you have sauces. You have the wraparound pick. So, RDT, you can lead it off. Sauces draft, kind of sauces. Sauces. I'm going Chick Fil A sauce. I have to. Okay. And again, for all of the shit that I got a couple of weeks ago about putting mayonnaise and ketchup on my Chick Fil A sandwich, <laughs> then to get on Twitter and see you just mainlining mayo, <laughs> it was it was it was quite. I I I I, I like mayo. <clears throat> Dedicated yeah, so to I, and ketchup go- on my sandwich. I just didn't like it in the way you and you put it on a Chick-fil-A sandwich with all the other sauces at your disposal. That's what I'm saying. You just acted like that saying. was the expectation. Like, you mean you don't do this? I did. Like, yeah, that's insane. <laughs> just an insane tone that you took on that. Yeah, it was crazy how mad you got. And I think our that's outrage the most, was totally that's justified. That's the most normal thing. Normal thing I've ever done. Anyways. That's shocking. Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A sauce, sauce is fine. Chick-fil-A yeah. sauce bangs. It's very good. I, do you guys eat it with the chicken minis? Yes. Okay. I get honey mustard mostly, but I would eat it with the chicken minis. I normally get honey mustard because I love honey mustard, though. But I don't think I even knew they had ch- uh, honey mustard there. And I'm oh, yeah. giving away a pick, but that's on everybody's board. Yeah, they have it. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It comes with a grilled chicken sandwich, right? Yeah. That's the one. You can yeah, get it with yeah, anything. Okay. I mean, it's just a sausage. You can get with anything. Yeah, I mean, they have every sauce in the world. They have every sauce in the world at Chick fil A. It's got it all. It's paired with the grilled items. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Okay, that one because it's because it. um, it's healthier. The the Chick Fil A sauce has a lot more calories in it. Yeah, yeah. but Chick Fil A sauce is just so good. Again, I mean the fries, the nuggets. Again, you can dip your sandwich in it. I have before. It's not my go to, but um, again, I mean my my. I didn't know if that, that was like a thing that I did or other people, but the the chicken minis in it is just awesome. And then you know I always get a decent amount when I go. And then I keep them stashed up. So, you know, some nights I'm at home and I may I make nuggets or, you know, we're eating dino nuggets at home or something. And you pull out some Chick-fil-A sauce and it's just like all oh, and I haven't dino had nuggets. The, the oh yeah, of course. You have a oh, four-year-old, you got dino nuggets. But I haven't eaten it out of the 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 like bottle that you can buy. Is it does it taste the same? I also haven't. You know, like sometimes it's it, actually we actually okay. had it downstairs, but I have right. not eaten. See, yeah. I've just I I don't I don't have the need to buy that bottle because I have so many stocked up. Like, I yeah, just, I just, so Chick-fil-A, I feel like that it's, it has to go number one. I think, I think it's, um, I think it's just in its own separate quadrant. It's like the Colts. It's in the upper two thirds uh, or the upper fourth of whatever, uh, Jim, uh, or say said the one day it's upper quartile, yeah. the, the upper quartile. Yeah, there we go. Uh, this is easy. I mean, if you know me, you know I have to have this. You know this is clearly going to be my pick. Um, this is a condiment that has br- brought me joy for years. It is a condiment that I put copious amounts of onto things, and that uh, disgusts people. Pe- disgusts people at times. Um, this is a condiment that is consistent as they come. That goes on a lot of things. That if w- I was doing using this. At the bowl game, I may have just drank it live on Twitter because I love it so much. I'm taking ketchup, specifically Heinz. Wow, for you, Ed. It's, it's great. I love ketchup. I, I, I love ketchup. I love it so, so, so much. Refrigerated as well. 
is my preference. Glass, glass bottle, Heinz, you bang on the 57? Absolutely. Uh, banging on the 57 is one of my favorite things to do in life, RDT. <laughs> I don't have anything else to say. I freaking love no, catching. Good. Take your picks, Banks. I'm so happy to have that. I was <laughs> would have been so upset if it wasn't on my team. I'm so thrilled. Good pick. Go ahead, Bri. I, like uh, RDT, am going to get very specific here. I'm going to take the Taco Bell quesadilla sauce. It's just in an absolutely phenomenal sauce. Um, people liken it to like a like a chipotle mayo, but like a little spicier, a little bit zestier. Um, it's terrific. It's terrific. And there's tons of copycat recipes out there. I think they sell it in stores now, but when you just get it straight on the quesadilla, there's just not much better. Okay, no takes on the Taco Bell. I, I don't. I don't eat. I don't eat Taco Bell. So I got nothing. I literally. I've never nothing. had it. I've never, never had, had the quesadilla. Oh, so gosh, I don't know. People, you people. Some. I think they call it a creamy jalapeno sauce. Call it what you will. It's just phenomenal. I'll have to try it. I'll have right, to get people, someone. You know, you know, people will listen to this and they'll be like, "Your boy Banks got it all figured out." Taco Bell quesadilla sauce, absolute fire. Um, and then I'm just going to take ranch dressing. Buttermilk ranch sure. from Chick-fil-A is one of my favorites. Um, Outback for their cheese fries. That is one of the better ranches out there. Just phenomenal stuff. Um, Wisconsin is actually flush in ranch dressing. They serve it with cheese curds. Like that's the default side to go with that, which is awesome. Um, which you might think that that would be like marinara because that's mozzarella and cheese curds are kind of kind of run mm-hmm. the same family there, but um, no, the ranch dressing is like the default sauce that comes with that. Um, this... Don Pablo said really good uh, um, ranch too. I hate ranch. ranch. Yeah, it's, it's the ranch? best sauce for wings. I'll tell you that much. Yes, yes, um, it is. Yes, it's the best, and um, it's versatile. I I prefer that at Chick Fil A mostly because I get the spicy chicken sandwich, so it's perfect for that. Yeah, don't like it. Do not like weird, it. Weird clown. Strange. No. Yeah. Ranch is gross. Class it up a little bit. Um, and to, <laughs> and you and, just talked about drinking ketchup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, ketchup. You know, ketchup is the, the queen's condiment. I'm taking honey mustard. Uh, <laughs> I'm taking honey mustard. Honey mustard absolutely just bangs all the time. I don't have a specific brand of honey mustard, although the Chick Fil A honey mustard is very good. I will say. Ooh. Um, you don't oh, like the Chick Fil A honey mustard? Oh no, I oh. do. I very much do. Oh, does Polly have a good honey mustard? I don't know if I've yeah. dabbled in that one. It's good honey mustard. Yeah. You know what? Actually, has... a low key great honey mustard. Pickles. Who? Pickles Pub. Do yes. they? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Do they? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna sample that the next time I go. I'm gonna sample that. That's I'm sure it's a, some generic honey mustard that tons of restaurants have, but. Yeah, it's it's like yeah, it's like a mass producer. I've gotten chicken tenders and fries <laughs> over there. It's hit. <laughs> It's I think like Ken's you, or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's Ken's, probably, yeah Ken's. Yeah. You put honey mustard on a lot. That's the one so. I made, I think. I don't know. I'm, I'm a huge honey mustard guy. I really, I really, really like it. So I'm going to take that. RETF2. Uh, I'm going McDonald's buffalo sauce. Mm. That that with the, the chicken selects, fantastic. Yes. That with the nuggets, so really? good. With the French fries, awesome. So good. It, is really, really a crime that they have 
they have gone back and forth with allowing chicken selects. We should do a discontinued product. We, we yeah. did. Did, chicken, didn't we do a fat? What did we do? Chicken selects has been I, picked in a draft, but I don't know has. what it got drafted. got picked in. Chicken selects were so good. It was the but only the, thing that's ever got me off a burger at McDonald's. So good. The, the other thing was that it was, it was chicken tender wars. Wendy's was, they dropped some awesome chicken tenders at the same time. They have good chicken. Th- yeah, and their sauces were very good at the time too. They had a bunch of sauces come out, didn't they? Like, yeah, they had maybe? the this like small like circle disc type dipping container. The the Roy, the Roy Rogers, which are tough. They can be. Yeah, if you want to load up, they're very tough. If you want to get like fifteen of something, because I mean it's it, it's hard. Um, I'm I'm trying to look back through and see the. Uh, I don't. I'm not gonna be able to find it. Um, about the chicken selects, but yeah, I, I love McDonald's um, buffalo sauce. I think all buffalo sauce is very good. Uh, Burger King does not have good buffalo sauce for chicken fries, which they is a shame because nothing good. No, I, their chicken fries are very good. Chicken fries are awesome. Oh, chicken fries I are love... fine. Okay, I'll I'll say that. Yeah. But they're they so, have like... mozzarella sticks on the menu. Those are also like as like uh, there's no such thing as uh, okay. I've had bad like bad mozzarella sticks, but it's tough to fuck them up, and they they do a good job of kind of fucking it up. Yeah, and I their can, marinara I is trash that. as well. Oh yeah, it's I wouldn't expect anything less. Um, <clears throat> you actually, like, yeah, I'm... never mind. We'll I'll we'll talk about that in the. <laughs> I'm going, <laughs> I'm going Buffalo sauce. I get specifically McDonald's. Um, we'll, we'll... I'm going fire sauce and Taco Bell. It is so good. It is. Again, I I my my go to order six crunchy tacos, no cheese. And I usually I ask for a couple good handfuls of fire sauce, and I don't mean four or five like the people used to give me. That that pisses me off. If I'm getting six tacos, I need more than six fire sauces. I used to go one down the left side, one down the right side, and one down the middle. Go three sauces in each taco. It's just so much fire work. sauce is just so good. I don't use the taco sauces just because it's it's an extraordinary amount of work to just be doing that whole thing. I don't know. I like prepping the, I, you know, I go each taco individually and, and I just go from there. I don't know. Hard, just... hard tacos is it's such a, a middle school move, by the way. I don't like the soft shell. It's like bubble gum. You're just chewing. You're just, you're just, it's too soft. <laughs> Some melty cheese on there. Like the uh, see, I don't like, I don't like cheese. I'm not a cheese guy like that. Hmm. Not for me, but yeah, we're going, we're going fire sauce. My ears hurt from everything I'm hearing from both of you. I love my draft right now. And it's only getting better. I'm taking sweet baby Ray's barbecue sauce. Yeah. It's a good pick. Yep. I wasn't going to take it next, but I was hope I was planning on getting that at some point. No, it felt, I felt like this was the last time I could get it. Cause I thought there was a chance you were going to take it the next two. I feel like I had to get it here. Um, so, I mean, Sweet Baby Ray's is the best barbecue sauce. I don't know if there's really any debate. I just, it's just so clearly the best, in my opinion. Very good. Yeah. So, very, very good. I, yeah. I have, I mean, it's just so we have like three bottles of it in our fridge. Just bottles just continue to be restocked on the Sweet Baby Ray's. So good. Thanks. Uh, that kind of, kind of threw me off a little bit, to be honest. Hmm. 
I don't need to take that quite yet. I want to take Imperial sauce. Hmm. It's very common with like crab related dishes. If you get like yep. a Maryland blue crab mm. pizza dish, like a lot of times the tomato sauce will be replaced with imperial sauce. Um, it's just good. I can't, I can't really describe what it is, but if you had it, you know, it, it's just kind of creamy and has kind of that, like, it's not like the seafood taste itself, but some, some of those flavors that you get associated with it. Maryland blue crab pizza can be very good. Again, just all crickets, crickets from the boys. Really. I, I have had it. It's it, it's just not one I would have picked because I'm just not. But I, it's yeah, I've had it. It's good. Okay, and then I'm gonna take Velveeta. I'm taking mm. liquid gold. Yeah. Okay. There was, I mean, <laughs> Kraft Mac and Cheese had the the game by the balls for the first 15 years or so of my life, and then yeah, Velveeta yeah. shells and cheese came along and changed the game. <laughs> they really did. Um, really made. Craft kind of elevate their game. And I think that's around when the SpongeBob shapes came out. Um, you know, a little mm-hmm. macaroni wars. Easy um, Mac. Easy yeah, Mac. Easy and Mac then yeah. They had their own shells of cheese that were, you know, came in the yeah. cup and everything. There was nothing like trying to get that Easy Mac easy Mac combination right. Like how much water do you oh put my in? God. How Can much you, water? You know... Like you microwave a little bit less. So less of it. Like yeah. it's just a, it's yeah. a, it was an art. That was an art. That was absolutely yeah. an art. And, and if, you, also, if you like, messed it up, it was devastating. Because bad Easy Mac was so bad. Ripping so the cheese bad. packet in a way where you lost the least amount of powder. And then yeah, like, trying God, to pour it in in a way where it didn't congeal into a certain spot in the cup when you went to stir it. Yep. There was an art, it was an art form. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, everybody did it. <laughs> You're learning the power of your microwave. Like, yep. you had to learn your microwave. How long do you, you put it to. in for? Yep, yep. There was it was a science. Velveeta's good. Velveeta's it's awesome, good. And, and I think it's really that good. There's a it's not healthy of people that <laughs> just think that Velveeta came along and is just a mac and cheese brand. No, like a bar of Velveeta is there's a lot of potential to be had there for making all kinds of things. You got queso and um, really a toasted grilled cheese sandwich. Like a grilled cheese with Velveeta, if you have the like the bar and you slice it and everything. Just ooh, ooey gooey grilled cheese. Oh, so good. Love that. Yep. Couldn't agree more. Very, very good. Velveeta's a good pick. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> uh, uh, I'm going to take Cholula hot sauce. It reminds me of wooden, Cadoba. Wooden top with the wooden top. Wooden top. Wooden top. Yeah. I was between a few. I wanted to get a hot sauce, but all the hot sauces are different. You can't just take hot sauce, in my opinion. You have to go with the hot sauce you like. And I think at this point, Cholula is the one I'm grabbing from the from the sauce aisle when I'm going to Harris Teeter. Like that's the one I'm normally getting. I'll da- I won't name the other ones. So maybe you guys will take them. I'll dabble in some other ones at times, and if, and I'm not turning down any other hot sauces for the most part. But I think in terms of what I want a hot sauce to be, I think Cholula kind of gets it done for me right now. And it's a very specific taste that's different from some of the other ones. And I love the packaging. I think the wooden top is impeccable. I think it just gives you a little bit of a different, just a little bit of a different vibe when you're when you're t- when you're popping off that wooden top. 
So I'm taking Cholula. I think it doesn't. I think they do a good job over there, at Cholula. The 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 people over there, at Cholula, have a quality product on their hands. <laughs> it's good stuff. It's very very. It does again. It reminds me of um uh Kidoba. Reminds me of sometimes you take a nostalgia pick. It reminds me of going to half price Kidoba Wednesdays at Calvert Hall and and going ham on that. And then my classmates were just stealing the bottles from the restaurant. And I was like, yep. you guys are clowns. Yeah, because I'm because I'm a good guy. Because the men of so. Calvert Hall are what was it? Honor, men of honor, faith, integrity. men of intellect, men of integrity. Some integrity was lost at the Cadoba, but <laughs> not for me. Not for me. Not from Taylor. Good pick. Not for um, me. I can promise. I can go to the grave say I've never stolen a bottle of Chula hot sauce from the Cadoba in Towson, which is right next to the Applebee's that got featured on Sunday Night Football. <laughs> you could see it in the background. You could see it in the background. <laughs> it's in the background. Yep. It's amazing. Uh, RDT, you have two. You have two. It really does. You have two. I'm keeping it kind of close. I'm going Chipotle's hot sauce. No, my internet. No, you're there. The Um, Chipotle hot sauce when you're in the line, the red. Yes. Yes. I get two scoops and then I get a cup of it to take home for my chips. It is. Oh, I love it. Two scoops of the hottest one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That stuff's hot. That's impressive. I'm impressed by that because that stuff's no joke. I feel like I can deal with hot food. And they put when they put a lot on, you get a lot of it in one bite. It kind of hurts you. So maybe that's me calling myself out for not being good at Maybe I'm not as good as I think, but that's impressive. Two scoops that because they'll they'll like lay a lot of that on sometimes. Oh, and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I yeah, need all that. Yeah. Okay. I see you. No, because I I say two, and I've had the lady like look up at me and she's like, this? And I'm like, yes. And she's like, on the same one. And I'm like, yes. Like, scoop it on, hun. Like, keep come on, Toots. Let's keep this going. Um, I just love it so much. And so we got Chipotle for my daughter's birthday. We did like a four or five hundred dollar catering order. And we got the chips and the hot sauce. They must have given us two pints of the hot sauce and like four big bags of chips. I was eating that stuff for weeks and it was awesome. It 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 it's just so good. It's so hot. It mix it mix so well with the with the burrito. Oh, or the burrito bowl and the rice and the sour cream. It's just jarred it by not doing it because I keep going back, but I think it's, it's awesome. I getting that in the fourth round. I'm very, very happy with, very happy with that. Um, my last one, I think this is kind of a sleeper. I'm going Italian dressing on like an Italian cold cut. Mm. Like if you get a good Italian dressing, sub, Oh, I'm like a toasted lay down at Brick's Cheney that we used to go to growing up that had like the best Italian sauce. And again, or Italian dressing. And it's probably just like Ken's or something like that straight out of the bottle. But it, all, it was so good. I love it. I think it's I think it's delicious. It's my it's my go to on any sub like with with cold cuts or anything like that. Italian dressing. I, I don't think it can be beat on any type of sub like that with the lunch meat. So that's my I'll round it out with that. Do you put that on like uh, like a turkey and cheese, or is it just like strictly like cured Italian type meats? It's a good question. I don't eat the turkey and cheese. You got to know this. Ham you know, is out. You know no, no, no. Like if you? I'm if I'm eating like like lunch, like I'll make a salami sandwich while I toast the bread, 
and I'll put salami and pepperoni on it, and I'll put Italian dressing. Of course, yeah. No, that's. But you wouldn't put that on like a roast beef sandwich. No, 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 no. That's that seems like serial killer ish. I don't disagree. I'm just asking. I think it's a fair question. question. (laughs) You had some weird things before. No, 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 no. Um, no roast beef or anything like that. But like again, like I'm going Italian cold cut at at um Quiznos or something like that. Quiznos had really good RIP. Um, they had really good Italian dressing. I would load up on it there because they had the pump station. Mm -hmm. I'm just like that's where I'd fill up ten cups and I'd be like, these are all coming home with me. There's a lot on the board here for me, um, but I kind of want to round it out with a very localized one. Um, so I'm going to throw my shout out to my people in College Park. I'm going to take and I'm going to take a specific one. I was going to try to take the family, but that feels like cheating. I'm going to take the yellow sauce at Sardi's. I'm going to take the yellow sauce, the available yellow sauce they have at Sardi's. I freaking love that stuff. It's so good. I love Sardi's. I had Sardi's today for lunch. Sardis so good. Fire. It's so good. And I feel like so they deserve good. to be mentioned. <clears throat> and so because I don't they really just hit do the it. sauce hard there, but sorry. The, awesome. the white, the yellow and the green sauce are all awesome. And I almost took the green sauce, but I'll take yellow. It's in the middle. You can put it on the fried rice a little bit more than you could put the red sauce. What is your Sardi's order? Brian? <clears throat> um, I haven't been able to have it in a while because there used to be one in Gaithersburg across the street from my first job and it burned down. Wow. They yeah. need one There's of a Baltimore. Sardis. Sardis yeah. is so unbelievably good. It is so good. There's one in Glen Burnie, right off Richie. Is there really? I'm looking okay. at the closest yeah. one to here. There's a there's a Peruvian chicken place. One. It has to be the one in Glen Burnie. Right by uh power plant, but it's just not up to par. It's just not up to that level. Bel- I Beltsville, Beltsville, Bowie, Capitol Heights. Frederick Gaithersburg. Oh, they still have the Gaithersburg one on here. North Frederick Avenue. Yeah. No, they must have rebuilt it through 55. Mm. Um, Glen Burnie. Hagerstown. Hagerstown. Wow. Hagerstown. Laurel. Laurel only. They don't eat it's amazing how up different there. all of these. It's amazing how all of these <laughs> look all so different. Oxen Hill, Tacoma Park, Temple Hills. They have one in Philly, apparently. How do they not have one in Baltimore? It's actually shocking that they don't have one anything north of Baltimore. That's wild to me. It's wild to me. Peruvian chicken is so freaking good. The one one that's in College Park, quote-unquote, is the Bellasville. As a a matter of point. Um, That would do... I think Asardis would do so well in the city. I think it would do so well. I don't know how, how it hasn't happened. My order though is um half chicken. Um I think I got I get the rice and I think I get I think I get fries. I don't know. I can't remember. I feel like there's a side that I was very dependent yeah. on and I can't remember it right now. I can throw I some ones out to you. They had fried rice, they had white rice, they or they had fried rice, white rice and beans plantains were in there i get the mixed vegetables and the fried rice those are my two sides i used to get um, yuca fries am i remembering fried that rice right? and coleslaw. i love coleslaw um very it's like a very good um that's in there yeah there's it's it's the best and you can I, like i get a quarter chicken you can also do like sandwiches and different things sardis is just never a bad meal uh banks you can finish it for us 
I feel like I need a more tomato-based sauce in my mix here. So I'm going to go with vodka sauce. I think it's just the best way to eat Italian food. It's just a little penne vodka. Um, I mean, people make like chicken parm with your traditional like tomato sauce and stuff. I just make it with vodka sauce. It's just better. It's just vodka sauce is good. tomato sauce. So shout out to our pal Ryan Lee and makes a mad vodka sauce. Yeah. The vodka rig. Legendary. Yeah. We have. Yeah. Guy hasn't cooked in a while, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, um, vodka sauce is good. It's a good pick. Still no. We pickles. didn't take a lot of like. We could have taken more, I guess, of those like sauces we put on pasta. That's just not how I literally looked at the draft, but um, that stuff was definitely in play. All right. Um, RDT took Chick Fil A sauce, McDonald's buffalo sauce. Fire sauce from taco, Italian and Italian dressing, and Italian dressing. Uh, I took ketchup, honey mustard, sweet baby Ray's barbecue sauce, Cholula hot sauce, and the Sardis yellow sauce. Go to Sardis if you live in this area. Find a Sardis; it is good. I'm just gonna do free advertising for Sardis because I love them and they deserve free advertising. Banks t- uh, took Taco Bell sauce, ranch dressing, um, Imperial sauce, liquid Velveeta. And vodka sauce. Um, honorable mentions. Lots to go through I, here potentially. I had sauce gardener. I also obviously. had that on my list. Um, <laughs> sriracha, soy sauce, salsa, uh, gravy, A1, uh, gravy, the yeah. blue ketchup. The blue ketchup. You remember the 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 purple, <laughs> the green? They were so I bad. I, red ketchup, baby. I just remember making my parents go out and being like, Mom, like the maggots. Buy the purple ketchup. Buy the purple ketchup. The purple, we have to get the blue. And then we all brought the, me and my friends brought the ketchups like to each other's house and would like, would eat that. It was awful. Um, Tiger sauce. And then I I love horseradish. I love horseradish on like horseradish is horseradish is sensational. I like horseradish. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. My, uh, uh when you said mcdonald's i thought sweet and sour is coming out of your mouth that's a very popular sauce um i also had sauce gardener caramel sauce butterscotch sauce like whatever i was thinking sundays a little bit chocolate you know, sauce good yeah chocolate sauce um I-, I was curious if i had gone marshmallow fluff if that would have gotten gotten vetoed or not like that's kind of a fringy whether you whether you call that a sauce or not i s- I saw it on a list that had sauces on. I think I also I would have allowed it. it. Just, I saw um, peanut butter on that list too. It's a sauce where I'm like, ah, peanut butter and guacamole too. I was like, those may be where I draw the line. Nope, would not have accepted either. And I'm the biggest no. peanut butter guy in America. So. Oh yeah, yeah, but I've never even thought of peanut butter. It's not a sauce. sauce. It's just not. No, it's not. No one would ever yeah. say it's a sauce in a million years. Mission Barbecue's uh, barbecue sauce is very good. Barbecue is good. Their Memphis Kansas Bell. Is good Memphis Bell is my go-to. Yeah. So I like a Carolina good. barbecue as well. Um, mm-hmm. I like yeah. the white the white sauce too. Sauces. They do. To that's a that's another such. great establishment. Yeah, tis a little moist moist brisket. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I thought Banks was continuing. Um, I will have or what did I have here? 
Uh, I'm a big French's yellow mustard guy, solid and steady. I, I mm-hmm. I've always liked it. I had another, I took it a, a mustard. I didn't need two mustards on my, on my team, but yellow like mustard's a, coming off the, it's like a solid right guard. Like you have to yeah, have one. It, it's gotta it, be in yeah. the fridge. Yeah. I'm not going to, yep. you're not it, taking like, it in the top 20, but you just yeah. need to go find it in the third round, but it's just a staple of a fridge. It gets, a, it gets a lot. It can go a little different ways. And I'm a French's guy. I don't really do any other mustards. I'm not very loyal to French's. Um, I had some other hot sauces. I like uh, Crystal or Crystal or whatever that one is. I like mm-hmm. um, I like Frank's. I Frank's. think Frank's is a solid standard hot mm-hmm. sauce. Um, I'm not a huge Texas Pete guy. Had it before. Yeah, like it's it. fine. Um, and then I like Tabasco. I have Tabasco on my list as well. Um, regular mayonnaise i have i i did enjoy the dukes um last week i do think that is in fact better than hellman's and when i go back to eating mayo in a couple of years i will probably get dukes um <laughs> i had i had paranese from um oh why is the place now escaping me the freaking um they put it on the fries at wise hold on hold on i just had an app my brain just nando's sorry um oh, i was thinking about getting nando's that, that first time in a long time last night and i did yeah the nando's paranese is goes on the oh. fries and then they have the, the peri peri so all those sauces oh. are also very good nando's has a good sauce game just in general oh no what do you got oh roy rogers gold rush sauce oh never had miss. that never had that oh what a miss mm. i knew yeah. i was missing something a lot of good sauces at Nando's. I think they do a good job. I had yum yum sauce as well. Um, oh, yeah. And and then Chipotle mayo, which I used to put, which me and uh, my roommate Anthony used to put on two. We used to get two grilled chicken sandwiches from the North Campus Diner and just absolutely lather Chipotle mayo on them. So <laughs> one of the really a great Maryland dish. Thank you to the North Campus Diner there, for all of your service. There was a, um, a Quiznos mentioned earlier. Uh, Quiznos had a very good carbonara. Mm. Also, there's, chicken there's carbonara a, sandwich day at um, the South Campus Diner was a fire lunch day. He's he's got his phone out. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I was listening. Yeah, Is that, it was it. Were you a South Campus Diner guy or North Campus Diner guy? Yeah, I was. I always lived on South Campus. Yeah, it's true. I, we've talked about this before. Yeah, yeah. I lived on North Campus for two years, so I got. And then South Campus on two years, so I got to taste of both. Taste of both. Uh, any, anything else we may, I'm sure we'll miss some. So tweeted us if we missed any obvious ones. I mean, there's a million of the, there's a million things that could have gone in this category. So mm-hmm. good stuff. Um, Nick and Redley, Maryland person, thing, woman, man, child of the week. Thanks. We just want to do this together before we talk about other things. Yeah, let's just do it. You, you can take the lead here. Yeah. I did the blog. You can do the, the podcast. I mean, I think we we yeah we've been doing this show for however long, and I don't know if it's been like if people have received the amount of talk we've made about darts as like weird or as a shtick or as this like thing that we are just trying to sound like we know more than people because we watch darts. It like everyone should get into this. It is so entertaining every single Christmas time holiday season. To watch this event from like the 16th or 17th till today, when it ends, like January 3rd, 2nd, whatever. It and today, 
the and if you haven't seen it, go search like greatest leg and darts on Twitter or YouTube or YouTube. You'll it'll come up. Go search Michael Smith or Michael Van Gerwen's name. It'll come up. The greatest leg in darts is one of the 15 most electric things I've ever watched in sports. And it's probably higher than that. Like it's 15 is just giving myself a lot of room because I haven't thought about it. But I, I was at my desk at work. Sorry, Maryland. I was being unproductive watching this. Um, and I like almost yelled at my desk, like legitimately almost yelled at my desk. It it was it was just a summation of how great the darts is. The darts is so good year after year after year and i keep beating this drum banks continues to beat this drum everyone in our friend group continues to beat this drum and i hope that other people are getting involved because all you got to do is pay split the zone with a buddy and watch the darts and you're gonna get hooked you're just gonna get hooked if you have any any idea what good entertainment is and apologies to the people that have watched it and didn't think it was good entertainment. I can't help you. I don't know who can help you. I hope there's someone that can help you, but the darts is so good and I cannot wait. It will be one of the great days in my life. When I step into the Alexander palace for the first time and watch the darts, I will be in heaven. I will, I will, I may cry the first time they do. If you love the dart stand up chant, I, I may cry. I tears may come into my eyes because this shit is so good and it is so entertaining. And I just love it so much. Banks, you, I, you can add anything you'd like. I, I just, it, it's, it wins the Nick Cannon Bradley thing of the week every time around this year. And it's going to continue to win unless like Maryland's in the college football, play, stack it down for as long as we keep doing this podcast, because that's my answer. It's just the best. It's the best. Today felt like validation of some sorts, just because we talk about how exciting it is. And a clip seems to come out every year and everyone's like, oh, this is awesome. This is so electric. And then they just kind of continue on with their ways. But uh, man, I, I same thing. I'm at work. I had a performance evaluation in like five minutes when this happened. I like jumped out of my chair and I'm just like, how do I even slow my heart? Heart rate like this it was two two rivals, pretty much two two of the best in the game that just powered through this tournament and just a collision course. And um, both of them just played the most incredible match, most incredible leg. I just awesome. Just I've watched this video like 16 times already, and I'll probably watch it a million times more by next December. And it's, it was my guy that got that lost. And I came away with it. Yeah, like, this yeah. Is this is just the best. This is the best. <laughs> I was so happy. Good for Michael Smith. Michael, Michael Smith. A well-deserved champion. We love the bully boy, Michael Smith. He he throws a smooth dart. He throws a fast dart. The guys that play with tempo are the best guys. The guys that play with a good, steady tempo, not these clowns like Demetri Vandenberg that hold the dart for like an hour and then stink. Those clowns can absolutely see ya. See ya. I'm a Van Gerwen man. I'm a Smith man. I'm a guy that throw the darts a little pace, a little bit of umph, and a little bit of tempo. I love I love darts. I I cannot get enough of watching darts. It is just so good. The production value is through the roof as well. I mean, I've talked yeah, about Sky Sports they, they zoom in job. on the 180 for the third dart is awesome. But it really occurred to me that you know mid visit, 
you know, they throw the first two darts and they do an unbelievable job of switching the camera between the board and the guy's face and the board and the focus of the dart and the, and the board and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And they jump to the 19 when they throw at the 19, like the whole production value is incredible. And then you get like WWE style entrances and the crowd's going crazy. And, oh man, it's just, what a sport. It is amazing, and people wouldn't understand this if they haven't watched. It is an incredible production feat when they know when to drop down into the into the nineteens. When the, when clearly, like at the beginning, you're trying to hit the twenties. When they how they sense the drop down. I know it's probably a factor of like is the twenty triple twenty bit blocked a little bit, so do they have to drop down for the bigger score? But though it sometimes they miss, but I expect them to miss more. And they really don't miss that much on like where the dart needs to go. The cast of characters is amazing. It's all these like relatable looking like British and, and Dutch and and you know dudes that are out there just tossing darts like they're at the pub. They're all unfiltered. Like none of them are like seem any have to have any media training. So they just go up in the post game interviews for the most part and kind of say whatever they want which like causes some tension. There was tension yesterday between Michael Van Gerwen, who is like considered the best player in the world. Maybe Smith is now putting his like half of his, half of his left foot on to like what they call the Aki where you like stand to throw the dart. And Dimitri Vandenberg, who he was playing with like just, Stood there and like wait, Vandenberg, and then stepped back and had one. It, the, the drama of it is so ridiculous. Gerwin Price wore lawn headphones the other day in one of the <laughs> most ridiculous things you'll ever see at a big time sporting event. The the thing is just I, I could go on and on. Like, I can do a darts podcast. I could go on and on about it. It's just it's so good. I feel like I'm the people. I feel like this will blow up at some point, and I'll be like the people that will be or us will be like the people. That were in on F1 before everyone got into it after Drive to Survive. Like inevitably, when darts becomes that, I just cannot wait to welcome more people into the flock. It's gonna be just the best. I love darts, and, I'll, and I and cannot I'll, wait to go. I cannot wait to go to it. And I'll be honest, I'm surprised at this point, um, especially on the heels of the Arizona Bowl, that Barstool hasn't put their foot in the door here in terms of production, like producing any of this, or at least like the New York event for the year if they could get involved yeah. with that in some capacity. It's so good. It's just, yeah, it's so good. I think it would be a mutually beneficial relationship between the dart, you know, the PDC and, and Barstool could kind of sink their teeth into a little more of the, um, you know, the, the live TV production. And, and there's a whole gambling element that comes into play with it too. Um, I mean, the sponsors of these things are always, you know, uh, sports books and things like that. So I don't know. Maybe maybe for when they come to New York in early June, that's something they can get involved with. RDT. I'm gonna take the bowl season just as a whole. It was awesome. Like the games that we saw, the la- especially I mean, obviously, I feel like it always does. The games like that that closed out the quote unquote bowl season were fantastic. Like Taylor, you and I were talking before we got on. Like the Maryland game seemed like it was three weeks ago. Because every game since then has been just fantastic. Like 
all both playoff games were instant classics um, against South Carolina, Notre Dame. Again, the Maryland game itself was really good. Just the the, the Mississippi State game um, yesterday or Monday, whatever day that was, um, was awesome. To, every every game it seemed like it was just a really really fun game to watch. Like the the, the Rose Bowl was awesome. Um, you know, I don't know. It was just very fun, and and I feel like it's it's kind of like March Madness, where like no matter what, it always delivers, and it just every every game delivered. It seemed like coming down the stretch, so it was a very fun bowl game, bowl season to watch. That was definitely the best set of two playoff games we've ever had. I think, oh, and it's not even close. It's not even close. Normally, you get one stinker playoff game. A lot of times, you've gotten two bad playoff games, and those mm-hmm. two games were sensational. Like TCU was up for a lot against Michigan, but the third quarter of the TCU Michigan game is one of the great quarters you'll ever see in a football game. Like, back and forth up and down and i feel bad for the ohio state georgia game because you had so much like new year's going on like i'm at the bar at new year's they switched every tv to abc's countdown with like a minute left in the ohio state game like what are we like a taylor twelman what are we doing like keep they've got to not have these games on new year's eve they've got to be on january 1st i know they can't do that every year because this year you can't because you can't play them against the nfl but it's just like a shame. Like, I don't want to have mm-hmm. to like do my New Year stuff and also focus on these games. I love those to be back. I, I just want to like get soft on New Year's, wake up, you know, like sleep, and then like be ready to go for the four o'clock playoff game and watch it on my couch. That's how I love to experience the college ball playoff. But mm-hmm. man, those games were good. And yeah, like Tulane USC was very good. Yes. Um, yes. The other awesome. day. Um, US. Um, South, sorry, South Carolina, Notre Dame was good. Um, you know, the Maryland game was not the most exciting, but it was close. So like the, a lot of the games over the last few days have been, have been very good. Rose bowl was fine. So. Yeah, it was, it was, it was the Rose bowl. I mean, it was a good, again, the scenery, the, the every, yeah. everything about it was awesome, but yeah, I mean, the game wasn't the best, but I think I thought it was entertaining. I didn't want to like turn it off at any point. I would love, I hope, both, both. I hope TCU can do some things on Monday. I think that could be a fun game. I don't, I don't think George is as dominant as they were last year. So hopefully, Oof, if you're Ohio state, you've got to win that football. You've got to figure out a way to get across the line there. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. That kick um, also I, had no, that kick was never even close. I mean, yeah. that fucking, that kid was, he was shaking, but yeah, great kick. Happens. Uh, I'll give an honorable mention to the aforementioned uh, Terps. Um, eight and five bull win, consecutive bull wins. Um, beats an old AC, beat an old ACC opponent. Um, look, I mean, the Maryland, the last decade have been Maryland football has been turbulent at times. I think Mike Loxley's done um, an amazing job steadying the ship and getting real talent in here and, you know, getting old former players invested and and bringing some, you know, real like pride and, and Maryland bent back to the program. And I think they've got a chance to be really good next year, depending on a couple of things. Um, and I, I, I think if you're a Maryland fan, like, you know, locks talked about like last year, you know, you get to the bowl and that's fine. You get your, you know, six win and you get to a bowl and you get seven to six, but like he wants the standard to be elevated from that. And I think if like, the year they had this year, if that's like almost obviously you might bottom out every once in a while, but like if that's your like steady floor and then you can like advance to your nine and maybe your dream season, like, you know, TCU's having this year where you, you know, it all comes together. That's a pretty good outcome for Maryland football. And it's being done by like a local guy that loves the school that doesn't want to go anywhere else that wants to be here forever. 
um, that's, you know, worked hard to bring the program back from a tough spot. I think Maryland football is in a better place than it's given credit for. And it's mostly because they are in unaligned division that they're in a totally unbalanced big 10 where you're not, you, you have to play the, the three programs, the three best programs in the league in one division, which just makes absolutely no sense. And the big 10 has to fix that. So, and they will fix it because you're going to have the two teams coming on the real line, but you know, Maryland, you watched Ohio state and you watched Michigan on those. Maryland was not far away from beating both those teams this year. Like, I don't know why no one's, I know they're not wins, but like the ter- based on what's happened in previous years, I think the Terps should get a lot of credit for that. They were not like Ohio state was missing CJ Stroud. Not like Michigan was missing J.J. McCarthy. They were pretty much all at full strength. And Maryland was in both those games in the fourth quarter. Like, a couple things go differently against Ohio State. A couple things go differently against Michigan. They beat both those teams. I know it didn't go well out at Wisconsin. I know it didn't go well at Penn State. But, like, eventually you got to be like, that's progress. Everyone can't get mad all the time about, like, different things. So I'll go I'll go to bat for my, for my school here for a second. It's a good job by Coach Locks. Programs in a good spot and and the schedule's manageable next year. Virginia comes to Maryland, which I think will be fun for people. That's a home game in Maryland. I think people will enjoy that. So cosign. Well said. Mm-hmm. I never want to see Mayo again. Mm, that's a shame. Yeah. Anything any honorable mentions for you guys? I know a lot uh, has happened. We didn't have a show last week, so a lot has happened. Shout out. Busters. Um very sad. Um, my mic back on. Microphone, microphone. Uh, that statement did. This is interesting. Internet. The internet's been. We've we've kind of like moved through a weird internet situation where mm-hmm. I always feel like you guys are freezing. Your mic is back. Thanks. You're good. But we've like we've. I've hopefully the audio of the audio of this is audio. Jeez, audio of this is good. But yeah, go ahead. Banks. I don't know. Um, no, no I'm you're, sad, you're in a good spot you know? now. Buster of Dave and Buster's has passed away. He had a stroke about mm. four, four months ago, apparently. Um, has been really struggling. And um, I think it's um I think it's very cool that the games continued for the last four months, even though Buster wasn't in his best condition. And I think that's what he would have wanted. You're a you're a big Busters man. You you are very pro Busters. I appreciate I love Busters. I appreciate yeah. who doesn't like Busters? I mean, come on. No, Busters is great. I like Busters as well. Yeah, what's not to like? Like I've said so it before. It's a good. Uh, I went to to Texas uh, to Austin for. Yeah, I don't remember if it was Maryland LSU or if it was Texas LSU a handful of years ago. But week one NFL was the next day, and we went hungover, tried to find a Ravens bar. The bar had changed from a Ravens bar to the to a Chiefs bar. Starting that season for week one. And so we just were like, oh, where do we go? And we just saw Dave and Buster's and we're like, fuck it. Let's go to Dave and Buster's. They had bottomless wings and, <laughs> and I think beer for 20 bucks and a power car. It was like a five or $10 power car for 20 or 25 bucks. It was unbelievable. So I watched Lamar dice up the dolphins in that week one in 2019 at a Dave and Buster's. It was awesome. Never forget. Never forget. Yeah. Good. good. We like, we like DBs. If they want to sponsor us, we'd take it. That was on my honorable mentions as well. So yes. Good job. Yeah. 
Marshawn. Anything uh, for you, RDT. Because it reminds him of his two favorite athletes, uh, Buster Douglas and Dave Concepcion. <laughs> I, we reference that skit at least. It's like once every two or three shows. And and I hope I really hope people understand it. Um, no, I, I got nothing here. You guys covered it well. Playtime. I just want to just mention, I just, if you love the darts, stand up. I'm standing up. Thank you, Banks. <laughs> um, I think in light, I think in light of events this week, we'll skip the final segment. <laughs> I think we'll skip that one. Um, I think that's the proper thing to do. Um, and with that, the Exit Fifty Two podcast will come to a close for this week. Follow us on all of our social media channels at Barstool Banks at E D I T T I twenty two. Follow me at Terrace Mike Ten. Follow the podcast at Exit Fifty Two Podcast. Um, thanks to our sponsors, Fed Thrill, The Level Midnight. Um, Jimmy Seafood. Uh, we'll be back Sunday at some point uh, for an instant analysis. Um, once again, Maryland basketball is playing during this game, so we'll see how around I am, depending on the time of the game. Um, and uh, Mar- I think that more Maryland events have clashed with Ravens games than ever before this year. It has been kind of unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I feel like every week I look at the instant analysis and I'm like, oh man, I whatever. Um, so we'll be back for that, and then you know a playoff, a playoff, sh- a preview show, and an instant analysis to follow. And may not have many more Raven season shows left in us, but we will we will cover it. So we will be around, and then we head into the off season. And then what's pitchers and catchers right now? RDT, what do we got on? It's a, like a little that? less than five weeks. Yeah, coming oh. coming in fast and furious. Yeah, yeah. and as it stands, like I haven't really done the marketing blast that I would do otherwise, but still planning to do a party at mother's for this game on Sunday, whenever the game time gets announced, I'll probably start to pump it out there a little bit, but obviously given the situation, we're letting that breathe a little bit. I think that's fair. Um, now I don't know if I can make that. We play Ohio state at one o'clock on, it was at one o'clock on Sunday. Terps in Ohio state Terps headed the rack on Thursday, the dreaded mm. Jersey Mike's arena. Yikes. Um, and then, uh, let's see what we got here. Yeah. One o'clock Sunday. So hopefully it's a four o'clock game and I can, uh, I can pop back and get to the, uh, get to the mother situation. I would assume it will be a four o'clock game. I would be surprised if this was a one o'clock, but what do I know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's it. We'll see you next time with the X52 podcast presented by Jimmy's Seafood. <laughs>